Welcome to the Not Old Better Show Smithsonian Associates Art of Living interview series on radio and podcast. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and as part of our Art of Living interview series here, we have an excellent program about the all-daring, all-voice, magnificent and maddening, improbable and irreplaceable Barbara Streisand. Our guest today is Smithsonian Associate Sarah Lukinson. Sarah Lukinson will be appearing at Smithsonian Associates coming up, and the title of Sarah Lukinson's presentation is Barbara Streisand. She is all that. Thank you so much for listening today. We have got a great guest for our Art of Living interview series with Smithsonian Associate Sarah Lukinson. Sarah Lukinson is a popular returning guest on the program whom I always look forward to speaking with. I'll introduce her in just a moment, but quickly, if you missed any episodes, last week was our 703rd episode when I spoke to Smithsonian associate, scientist, journalist, and author Kelly Beattie. For the past 35 years, Kelly Beattie has kept his readers on the edge of their front row seats to much of the exploration of our solar system as senior editor of Sky and Telescope magazine. Two weeks ago, as part of our Smithsonian Women's History Month series, I spoke with journalist, activist, historian, and author Elizabeth Griffith, who has written the new book, Formidable, American Women and the Fight for Equality 1920 to 2020. Excellent subjects for our Not Old Better show audience, especially during Women's History Month. If you miss those shows along with any others, you can go back, And check them out along with my entire back catalog of shows, all free for you there on our website, notold-better.com. Yes, she's all daring and all voice magnificent and maddening, improbable and irreplaceable. We might sometimes poke fun at her. She pokes fun at herself often or say she's so last year. But when Barbara Streisand starts to sing, she can steal your heart or lift you over the moon. Barbara Streisand is a sorceress of notes. She can sing show tunes like nobody else. She covers pop tunes. She covers movie tunes. She sings Sondheim with ease. And then there are her movies, funny, tender, even over the top. Join me today with documentary filmmaker, writer, and Smithsonian associate Sarah Lukinson for a wide-ranging, fun conversation about the magnificent woman we know as Lustreisand. Let's just jump right into our conversation today. Sarah Lukinson, welcome back to the program. Of course, I know you always prepare so much. What have you done this time for us? I did prepare the class and I've watched out, you know, hundreds of hours of clips. <laughs> and I think I've come up with a fairly interesting way to proceed with the class. So actually, Great. I'm quite Great. excited about it. I'm very happy to be doing it, and I'm, I'm really looking forward uh-huh. to it. Good. So I've prepared some remarks um, in answer to what you've you know, asked about. Sure. And also, I have, a, I have a list of songs. So if you want me to, I can kind of go through my notes with you, which I think answer what you asked me. But you should feel free to stop me and say, well, would you talk more about this or talk more about that? Would that be an okay way to proceed? That's an okay way to proceed. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. And you should, you know, you should stop me or ask anything if you want in the middle. Yeah. Now I I do, because I think you and I did a wonderful back and forth together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, good. All right. So what I'm going to say first off is about the songs, because I know you can play uh, a few story excerpts. 
I'm not going to tell you all the songs I'm going to play because something has to be a surprise. If I give everything away in this podcast, why would anybody come to the class? So I'm not going to give away all the secrets. Um, what I, what I, okay. I, but I do want to give people a general idea of what the class is, an idea of both what might be familiar, but hold back on some of the things that are going to be unexpected. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show 12 clips in my class. That's a lot. A half of the film is all clips. So there's going to be a lot of songs and a lot of them are familiar and some of them will not be familiar, which I think is a large part of the fun of it, of hearing something you yep. didn't know about or Good. hadn't expected. Totally fair. Wet their so, appetite is what um, I like to say. We will be showing a lot, a lot <laughs> yeah. of film clips uh, of her performing, a couple of very early interviews that people rarely get to see. And I'm also going to show the film I made about her for the Kennedy Center Honors, which is a seven-minute biography in which there will be some film, some clips uh, there will be stories about her life, but also uh, some very brief film clips because uh, I don't I will not have time to cover her film career in this class. All right. So um, as we go, I'll mention a couple of the familiar songs that you might want to play excerpts of. But I'm going to keep somewhat of a secret. Some of the other clips. OK. OK. All right. So. OK. OK. Yes. OK. So. Um, uh, would you like me to name some of those clips so you get that out of the way or just do it as we go? What is best for you, Paul? Uh, why don't we do it as we go? That way I can, as you kind of mention it, I can then in the mm -hmm. edit process, you know, add those songs and then, okay. you know, okay. we can. Yep. That'd be great. Okay, good. All right. So I'll just start. And as I said, please feel free to interrupt or ask me or move me along or don't move me along or whatever you want to do. Okay. So, <clears throat> all right. So as I said, I was a little surprised when they asked me to do this um, because I thought, well, the people who like Streisand are going to come to the class already knowing so much about her. What could I possibly say that people haven't heard about or don't know about or maybe even know more than I do about. So what could I possibly say that might be interesting to people and a little different from the way it's usually done? So my first overall idea was to absolutely stay away from the gossip, from the carping critics, or even from the adoring praises, and certainly not to judge her for any of her choices. This isn't a critical assessment of Barbara Streisand. There are so many rumors and innuendos and dissections of her and her public personality. I don't think we need to go over those again. And really, do we really need to rake up all the old arguments? She's difficult. She's overbearing. She's hard to work with. She has way too many opinions about way too many subjects. So she takes herself so seriously. She's so maddening. It's just annoying. Or she's a parody of herself. It becomes infuriating. Do we really need to talk about any of those things again, really? I don't think so. Besides which, I think, um, she's been a mega celebrity for 60 years, 60 years. She's never been out of the spotlight. And so I think that with somebody like that, we can forget or we can take for granted what a breathtaking experience it was to first hear her and to first hear this voice that took the world by surprise and took the world by storm.
So whatever we say about it, whatever judgments we have, we say, or gossips we repeat, or whatever old arguments we want to bring up, doesn't the Barbara Streisand story always end where it actually begins? And that's with her voice. Because what heart can remain closed when you hear her sing? Mm-hmm. And given the right song, she'll just tear your hair out. No matter, <laughs> not your hair out. She, given the right song, she'll just tear your heart out. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many times you've heard her sing the same song, she never sings anything exactly the same way twice. And you melt each, each and every time you hear her sing it. So I thought, Let's go back to the source of everything, the source of who she is and her voice, neither of which have changed very much since she first appeared on the scene when she was barely 18 years old. Here we have this sudden arrival of this very unlikely young woman who was defiantly unique and defiantly herself with a gift for song that nobody could believe And let's see how the story unfolds from there and see, whenever possible, to what she had to say about how she was approaching the material and what she was going to do with it and how she was going to sing. And also to listen to what some of her closest artistic collaborators, and that would include Jerome Robbins, who worked with her on Funny Girl, which is not often talked about, and Stephen Sondheim, with whom she's worked quite closely on some of her recordings. Besides which, I love origin stories. I love how things begin. How did it start? How did it get from where it started to where it got to go? And what happened along the way? Now, Streisand has this rather unbelievable story. And I think it's a lot of fun to watch it unfold from the very beginning, before she became the mega superstar before she became this fixture in popular culture that we think we know everything about and can judge so easily. She's been with us for six decades and in the six decades has practically outsold every other artist for six decades. So her voice. Now, it all starts with her voice, right? So this is a voice that's, let's face it, as instantly recognizable as Pavarotti's. And like him, whether she's singing a song we know and have heard a hundred times or something new, her voice, like his, speaks so directly to us that it passes all the normal channels of critical thinking, which is what music, I think, alone of all the arts can really do. Music just bypasses everything and speaks to us in this sort of magical undefinable way that's really beyond words. Now, I've read hundreds of pieces by serious critics, pop critics, opera critics. I've read pretty much, well, not everything, because you couldn't read everything, but I've read a lot of what has been written about her. And I think the one thing that always stands out above all the rest that was said about her was said by Glenn Gould, the great classical pianist, the man of few words and very rare public appearances, who was deeply, deeply, deeply attached to classical music. And he said, I'm a Streisand freak, and I make no bones about it. With the possible exception of Elizabeth Schwarzkopf, no vocalist has brought me greater pleasure or more insight into the interpreter's art. For me, the Streisand voice is one of the natural wonders of the age. 
It is an instrument of infinite diversity and timbral resource. No phrase is left solely to its own devices, and the range and diversity of her expressive gift is simply extraordinary. Hmm. Okay, well, what else are you going to say after that, right? <laughs> really? I mean, I mean, really, what else is there to say after that? You know, so, I mean, I can quote the New York Times. I can quote this magazine, that magazine. I can quote opera critics. But I mean, really, you know, what else do we need to say? Now, I do want to remind everybody she's completely untrained. Untrained. She never had a voice lesson. She never took singing lessons. She says she sings the way she sings because that's the way she thinks the song should sound. And for her, that's what it's about. And from the beginning, from the time she sang her first song in public at a downtown club that was so small, you probably couldn't even find the door. From the beginning, she sang everything she did her way. Nobody could tell her how to sing it, why to sing it a certain way, or that she couldn't sing it a certain way. She sang it the way she thought it ought to be sung. And that was it. The beginning and end of the story. And I will give examples as we go along the way of the times that people did try to influence her, but she wanted to do it a certain way, and that's the way she did it. She also, from the beginning, from the time she was 18, talked and acted exactly as herself. A funny, kind of funny-looking, offbeat, very Jewish girl from Brooklyn. And she was a girl who was going to make her own destiny. And her talent was so large that, you know, and I have these wonderful stories to tell and clips that I'm going to show from very, very early performances that we rarely get to see when she was 19 and 20 years old. And that I'm not going to tell you because that's going to be a surprise. But her talent was so clear from the beginning that, you know, you couldn't deny it. And that she was going to be who she was and sound the way she did from the very beginning. She even has one manager for her whole life who came to her when she was singing in one of these downtown clubs. She was a nobody. Now, everybody heard that she was this great singer and they were coming down to see her. But this one guy came, Marty Ehrlichman, wanted to be her manager. He's been her manager since then. Only him, only Marty. He's the only manager she's ever had. And she's never, she's, she knows what she wants and she sticks with it. And she's done it from the very beginning. So, she left school. I don't want to tell all the stories about her when she's uh-huh. very young, but I sure. am going to tell quite a few of them. And it's really fun to hear about how she moved from somebody who wasn't a singer into her first Broadway Broadway uh, role, which is one song, and I can't get it for you wholesale. And I'm going to tell many of those stories, and we're going to watch several clips of her in these very, very early days from very early television appearances And even with Judy Garland, before she was even famous, before she was even in Funny Girl. I'm also going to tell a few stories about the torturous making of Funny Girl. This was not an easy show to make, and it almost didn't get to Broadway. And one of the directors who worked on it, who really was instrumental in shaping the show and shaping shaping her role in it, was Jerome Robbins. He did not come with the show to Broadway because everybody fought on that show. But I am going to talk a little bit about what he said about her, which, again, is just (laughs) – I don't know what else to say other than what you said about her. It's it's a great story. (laughs) But I do want to share one story with you that I won't have time to tell, so I thought that might be fun. 
Mm-hmm. I I heard it from Dustin Hoffman. I mean, he told it at a at a at an evening. And it's sort of typical of the kinds of stories I'm looking for. So Dustin Hoffman described when he met her, they were both studying at a very tiny little in a school, very inexpensive school uh, in New York. She was 18 and he was 23. He said they were lucky enough to get work scholarships, which means they couldn't really afford the, the, the fee, but they could get scholarships, work scholarships, he said, which meant they were janitors. He cleaned the boys' room. She cleaned the bath, the, the girls' bathroom. He said he was going out with her roommate. And the roommate kept saying, boy, you should hear my roommate sing. And he said, I wasn't interested in a roommate. I was only interested in this girl I was going out with. One day, the, the, the girl he was going out with told him that Barbara was her roommate was going to be on this late night local TV show and that he should watch her, which he did. And he said she came out. She sat on a high, high stool and talked to the host. The host was Mike Wallace. The show was called PM East. And when he, they talked, and when he asked her to sing, she took out this huge wad of gum and put it under her stool. Hoffman said that years later, Streisand told him that the bit with the gum had been her acting choice. Okay, so she, <laughs> she goes to, she begins to sing with the pianist, and Hoffman said, when I heard her sing, my jaws dropped, the hair on the back of my arms and the back of my neck stood up. It was the first time I'd ever seen that kind of talent from someone I knew, and the talent was so big, I vowed never to speak to her again. I was just too intimidated. And she's 18. Gosh. So we're going to wind our way from those early beginnings through her years. We're going to watch and uh, watch clips of her doing some of her signature songs from Broadway. Um, and you know that Broadway is sort of where she calls her home ground. Um, she did make several Broadway albums, and we're going to hear a clip uh, from one of them. We're going to hear, you know, clips from her signature songs like People, like uh, Don't Rain on My Parade. Uh, um, <clears throat> we're going to hear, you know, in the 70s, she sort of uh, did some duets, some famous duets mm-hmm. with Neil Diamond, mm-hmm. where he'll a little yeah. bit of Don't Send Me, You Don't Send Me Flowers. She did right. a duet with Barry Gibb called Guilty. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to hear a little bit of that, uh, which she sang in a concert in her backyard, which, of course, you can imagine is very large. All of which I hope is not only fun, but gives us this richer appreciation of her as an artist and why she wants to sound, why she sounds the way she does. Or we can't ever really explain her voice, can we? I mean, no. who can really explain her voice? Sondheim mm-hmm. said she has one of the two or three best voices in the entire world. And he said it's not just her voice, but her intensity and her passion and her control. So who can really define the way she sings, but we know how it makes us feel. And so mm-hmm. I want to take us through some of these years and how, especially how she approaches a song, which I think is very key to why they always work. And I'm going to let her explain what she's doing. Let her explain how she approaches a song. What are the things she's thinking about when she's singing? And maybe that will give us some insight into who she is and why why she makes us feel the way she does when we when she sings. Now, I'm not going to be able to talk about her film career. I just want to have time. And there will be some clips, a few clips of her and some of her sort of signature rules when I show the Kennedy Center biography and we'll hear some of those songs like, um, you know, the way we were 
And we'll certainly hear a song from Yentl because that's a truly beautiful, moving film. Uh, so I won't have time to talk about some of her early films like What's Up Doc and The Owl and the Pussycat, which are just irresistibly funny. And I hope people mm-hmm. go back and watch. Um, I will. I, so we, we, we won't really have time to talk about that. But I, I do want to talk about Yentl a little bit because it's so key to her. So these are the kinds of things that I hope to, to talk about and I hope to show along the way so that everybody can sort of go on this 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 adventure with this girl who came out of Brooklyn and insisted on being who she was um, and had the talent to be able to sing in a way that nobody had ever heard before. And let's let her explain what she was actually doing. I do have a personal story I'd like to tell because I did meet her and spend the afternoon with her when she was a Kennedy Center honoree. It was a wonderful afternoon. And I will tell a little bit about that when we're in the class together. So I have some surprises to show everybody, some songs that maybe you're not familiar with that I think will help us appreciate her voice even more. And that will be an hour or an hour and a half that I hope is a very fun hour and a half for everybody else. And I certainly look forward to sharing all these things with everybody. I have to tell you too, Sarah, I've looked forward to our conversation and you have just knocked this out of the park, all on you, of course. I barely have said a word, and, and I kind of like it that way. It's well, I guess, <laughs> I guess oh, well, I tried to prepare for you, yes. so we wouldn't waste a lot of time. Um, and I wanted to give us uh, an idea of what the class right. is going to be like. Now, if you can turn off your podcast producer uh, head uh-huh, for a uh-huh, moment, uh-huh, sure. um, not head, but uh, I hope you were, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Do you think this will be an interesting approach for the class? Oh, fascinating. I think it is going – I think so many of us want to hear the the rumors, all of that stuff is just – it's old hat. And you, the, the stories that really you can tell, only you can tell the Dustin Hoffman story, all of these special things that, you know, that you've shared with me and will share with the class I know are just going to be fascinating. And, and uh, you do such interesting work. And I think I just think this is part of all of that, Sarah. Well, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, um, I won't have time for the Dustin Hoffman story because I only have time for so many stories. But um, I did. Well, they they can hear it here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So um, they can enjoy it there. But it gives you an idea of what was going on with this girl. Yeah. It gives us an idea and more. Again, we've been with Sarah Lukinson. Sarah Lukinson will be presenting at the upcoming Smithsonian Associates presentation. The title of Sarah Lukinson's presentation is Barbara Streisand. She is all that. Sarah Lukinson, it is always so much fun to talk with you. And thanks for all that you're doing, all this wonderful research into Barbara Streisand. It's going to be a great program. I just encourage our audience to check out our show notes today for more information about Sarah Lookinson, her upcoming Smithsonian Associates presentation. Again, Barbara Streisand, she's all that. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate your time today. And please come back. My best to you. My thanks to documentary filmmaker, writer, and Smithsonian Associate, Sarah Lookinson. Sarah Lookinson will be appearing at Smithsonian Associates coming up. And the title of Sarah Lookinson's presentation is Barbara Streisand. She's all that. So please check out our show notes today for more details. My thanks to the Smithsonian team for all they do to support the show. You'll find more information about Smithsonian Associates in our show notes today. 
My thanks to you, my wonderful Not Old Better show audience on radio and podcast. Please be well and be safe during these times. Please be kind to one another and let's do better. Let's talk about better. The Not Old Better show on radio and podcast Smithsonian Associates Art of Living interview series during Women's History Month. Thank you so much for joining us today and we will see you next time.